Welcome to the Media News Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And we are doing our annual um, San Diego, post-San Diego Comic-Con uh, episode live from Brazen Hall here in Winnipeg. And of course, Chris, Chris Shipman has joined us as, again. Hey there. How are you, Chris? Doing pretty good. Congrats on your office trivia win. I, I said that to you off air, but I wanted to make sure it gets out. Chris is a office trivia champion. Uh, is in The Office, the TV show, and they got 49 out of 50 questions. Non-British office, Non-British. Right? Oh, yes. did they throw the... No, I would or throw some must questions. must you be an office connoisseur? Just, just the American one. Okay. All right. I would, I would have thrown some British office questions in there for the real diehard fans, but they did not. Um, and yeah, so we're going to talk... By the way, here's where we should say we have made many observations about Chris over the last yes, year on the podcast, yeah. including we thought he might be a hoarder. We thought uh, we thought you might be... Uh, uh, extreme couponer. Uh, extreme couponer. A hoarder and a what else? What's the other addiction that we thought he had? Cereal, but that's oh, true. That one's true. Oh, cereal and and you also you also um will partake in in odd fast food confections. You went, for you went lunch down sometimes. for the Szechuan yeah. sauce, didn't yes, you? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but that's more like a Rick and Morty fandom thing. So yeah. basically, everything we accuse you of is true. <laughs> Half of it. I think it's just a dedic- He loves his. Fa- he's a dedicated fan yeah. to the things he loves, I the, and that's. I got the new Coke from the Stranger Things. Uh, oh, that's right. Partnership with Coca Cola. Oh, good for you. I, what was yeah. the actual formula of new Coke? Yeah. They oh. took the old formula. They dusted it off, and they made five hundred thousand cans. Did you drink one, or I, did you... I drank one? I had a. I have a friend in, in New York who was able to get one, and then she ordered some and uh, shipped them to me. Wow. So I was able to uh, try a can. We did like a uh, taste test challenge with coke and pepsi products okay it was very hard once you take having a bunch of different varieties like pepsi you know zero sugar and coke zero and all these diet pepsi and all these other flavors it was very hard to pick out the uh, new coke because it kind of tastes actually like pepsi wow more of a sweeter taste yeah and i could tell you like i used to be able to do the the pepsi challenge used to go around to different events and set up there and i used to always do that but my for me the pepsi challenge is tell me which one is pepsi when the challenge is actually supposed to be telling me which one tastes better, right. right? Which for me, it's always Coke. Coke has always been the mm-hmm. one that's tasted better. But I don't know that I can. I certainly can't remember what new Coke tasted like from back then, and um, and I don't know that I would be able to tell it apart now from regular Coca-Cola. The anger it drummed up would make you believe that it tasted extremely different than it, what it. It what, did. Yeah. But it, it tasted fine. I would I would still pick Coca-Cola or right. new Coke, but I would take it over Pepsi. I still call it Coke Classic, by the way, because <laughs> oh, that's yeah. how old that's I true. am. That's true. No, I remember but, uh, Coke Classic. And how about, um, you just reminded me, how about um, uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Coca-Cola mm-hmm. in the bottle with the Star Wars script on it? Is that of interest to you? Have No, not, no, not as much. It's the flavor of the thing as opposed to the collectible. Well, I mean, for the new Coke, it was the collectible of how, just, you know, never thought new Coke would ever come back just because right. of how a big uh, disaster it was for Coke. So it was the appeal was, I'm also a Stranger Things fan, but the appeal that, oh, they, this was never, just like, uh, you know, the Star Wars uh, sequels, it's just something that you never thought would ever happen again. So you never thought new Coke would be available. So I was like, I have to have it because it's rare and I never thought I would ever get to try it. Had to savor every sip. Yeah. So I have one, I still have one can left. <laughs> It's under your bed where no one will find it. I'll I'll have it it, uh, soon with uh, with my friend who wanted to try it. uh, Again, as I said uh, last week, I really enjoyed that new Coke tie-in in in Stranger Things. The little argument they had about it was hilarious because that's the kind of stuff that was happening at the time where people really were embracing the whole marketing and branding of the new Coke. And some people who obviously hated it 
you know, that kind of thing. So it was really funny. But we're here to talk about San Diego (laughs) Comic-Con and, uh, of course, all the major trailers and announcements that came out of it. Chris has a list. Um, You sent us all the trailers. I've seen most of them. Your Chris is on my list. Yes. Paula Notes saying that once. (laughs) Um, Sorry. We we are going to kind of go down it. And you can lead the discussion, Chris, if you want. Like, I, I... you said this all the things I've seen most of the things I have opinions on pretty much everything so what do, what do you want to start with do you want to start with just Marvel phase four sure let's say that's the biggest announcement biggest. obviously out of the weekend phase four Marvel a huge slate of films TV series animated TV series just a ton of stuff yeah what are we dealing with Chris what are, what, what are the key so takeaways I'll tell, you what I, tell you what I remember um, yeah. so the big the big reveal to the crowd was the fact that Angelina Jolie was there She's part of the Eternals, which is not um, a comic book I ever read. No, me neither. So I'm not familiar with it or the characters at all. But Kumail Nanjiani is in it as well, who I love. So I'm excited about that. He's a huge nerd, so I'm sure he's super excited to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah, but um, let's face it. If they keep doing this, we will be in one of well, exactly. <laughs> I was like, say, the like, planet act- only has a limited number of it's people like, it's on like it. It's like British actors in Harry Potter. They're That's all right. going to end up in there at some point. <laughs> or, uh, or James Bond. That's right. We will all be James Bond if we can fake a British accent <laughs> at some point. So. Well, it's funny because Mahershala uh, Ali, he called up Marvel and said, hey, I want to be Blade. And then oh. they decided, okay, you want an Oscar? Let's make a Blade movie. That, that's and- one of the announcements I'm really excited about, actually. I really got to say, um, you know, Blade is one of those things that widely credited as kind of kickstarting the whole m- comic book movie genre. Like, it was one of those early ones that was good, although the sequels were not. Um, but, um, and the fact that Mahershal Ali kind of pitched them on this, so it's something he wants to do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about that one. I think it's going to be really good. And that's one of the later things. That's coming out late. That's not like an early one. The earliest one, of course, is the Black Widow movie, which is next spring, I believe. I look forward to seeing an entire movie about her lying dead on rocks. <laughs> so that should be well, interesting. <laughs> let's, we're going we're gonna to assume it's a prequel. Uh, no, well, is that what it is? It's a prequel. It's supposed to be kind of like a post-Civil War. Yeah. And then there might be some flashbacks to when she was uh, working for the Russian government. Okay, but we're not, we're not going... Are we time traveling, Chris? Are we no, time traveling just, in this? Time travel was not invented until Tony Stark invented it. With flashbacks, it was not, which means that people from the future can show up in the past, though. Good. Well, it, it also means so that could, the, she it, could show up in the past and talk to herself and go, "Hey, <laughs> there's a horrible decision to be made in a film coming up years from now." Yeah, and you're gonna fall off a cliff. Because um, it would be, I think it would actually be unfortunate to take back what happened in that film. Oh, then sure. you, because then every film you're watching yeah. becomes a who cares because They'll the stakes are lowered by definition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, the thing is, if it does take place in that area, then we could see another Chris um, uh, Hemsworth. Sorry, Chris. Uh, what's the other guy? Evans. Evans, uh, Captain America uh, cameo. Because those two characters are pretty closely tied together in those films. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I'm, I'm glad she's getting her own movie. I think that's a good. Thing that people are pretty excited for. I just uh, think Chris Evans should go back and play the Human Torch again, and he redone. <laughs> well, that was on the tail. But that was another thing is that they did announce <laughs> at the tail end of it there is a Fantastic Four film in the works. They yeah. are going to be going back to that sometime oh, in the future. They didn't the say anything specific, but they are going to try and re- rebooting that underneath the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'll tell you the thing I'm most excited for out of all that stuff mm-hmm. is what if. It's an animated series. It's, it's what if. Which but was, that excites you. Oh, because I, I was just talking about this on another podcast I do a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. What if was one of my favorite comic books. All I loved what, collecting what ifs because it was always like what if the, what if 
Professor X had died? What if uh, what if Venom had become Thor? Kind of like what if the, the <laughs> that was one of them. What was what if the what if the um, symbiote had joined with Thor instead of uh, Peter Parker? So all these things, um, and it's just kind of these alternate timelines that they look at. And this is going to be like an animated series, I think, in the in the kind of the same style as uh, Love, Sex, and Robots. Did you guys see that one? Love, um, but also the Animatrix is another similar one where yeah. it's a bunch of different styles and these kind of short little vignettes kind of thing. And I, I'm really li liking that. I'm, and it, just because it was at top of mind for me, I was thinking about it a few weeks ago and then boom, they announced they're doing something with it. So I'm excited about that. I, I, I like the concept of what if and I love the comic books. I don't know about this, though. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what they do. They've yeah. got most of the movie cast on board to uh, voice yeah. their uh, characters again. So that's, it's not like, you know, a bunch of knockoffs. They can literally them. phone it in and still get a decent payday, yeah. which is what it's all about. But it also gives them more freedom to do these alternate timelines and do and really kind of tell the stories that, that uh, are really good. In oh, the, what if in the, movie? How about that? Well, I, I, it would have, again, it would have to be animated. I mean, they could do, uh, I think it would just be too confusing for the people for to, to throw well, that no, at the beginning in the you have uh, me playing the watcher <laughs> and i go you know who's gonna be the, wa you know who's gonna be the watcher uh what's his name from uh, westworld jeffrey um, wright jeffrey wright oh right yeah, yeah. i watcher, thought that was a good so, choice yeah, actually sure. yeah yeah he's got a great voice yeah it's good but it's kind of like a rod serling kind of thing that's what it's that dark. always exactly. was yep. it was like i'm gonna tell you i'm introducing you to what's happening here mm -hmm. and then the thing unfolds and then probably in the middle the watcher touches base again and then probably at the end the Watcher has something to say about what we just saw. It tells us the moral of the story, like exactly like Rod Serling or Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one of the other things they announced was the uh, Thor Four. Yeah, uh, Love and Thunder. It's called again, t uh, directed by Taika Waititi. Everyone's pretty excited about that. Yep. Have him coming back, and it looks like they're going to give uh, they're going to give the hammer to Jane Foster, aka Natalie Portman. She's going to be a goddess of thunder at some point, which is something they did in the comics as well. I don't know. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy for that movie. But that last factoid, I don't know about that. Well, okay. Natalie Portman is going to be flying around. See, that, that, the problem with that is is my Iron Man dilemma, which is if they kept making those movies, we'd see the dog in the armor. Well, you we, know we would. We did see the girlfriend. We said right. Pepper Potts in the armor at the very end of that movie, and it was like, I don't know if we needed that. We don't but need the, it. But the kid, the kid's going to have armor, too. The, the, oh, they're the all going to have armor. The daughter yeah. of Tony Stark, by the way, spoilers for Endgame, but whatever. Yeah. Um, she's going to end up having armor as well. They're all going to have a hammer and Thor. They're all going to be they're going to be 15 Thors flying around. And remember, he's immortal. So, do we need one's enough? Not, not one's enough for anyone. He can die. He can die. So, what else? Uh, there's also the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the yes. Ten Rings movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, not a comic book I'm familiar with cuz I didn't read it, but no, me um, but the actor is a Canadian actor from Kim's, Kim's, Kim's Convenience, Convenience, which is a CBC series I'm here in Canada. I'm pretty sure he plays Kim. <laughs> <laughs> but just talking about how you like everyone's going to have their own role and yeah. end up in a Marvel movie. He was, you know, years before, is tweeting at Marvel, "Hey, can we talk about this role? You know, Shang-Chi, yeah. or even uh, I think last month they put up uh, an announcement about casting for Doctor Strange. They're looking for an Asian, you know, uh, actor for a lead, and he was like tweeting at them, like, "Hey, you know, can I get a call or uh, for this role?" And uh, he was a big fan of Marvel growing up, and uh, he was an accountant, and he got laid off, and then he got into acting, or, you know, he's a Canadian actor, so that's another, like, lower tier of it. <laughs> it is, it is, unfortunately. Uh, a normal, regular actor, and, uh, he's, you know, he got his role on Kim's Convenience for the last four seasons, and he auditioned on the Sunday uh, last week, got the role Tuesday, and then uh, Saturday, you know, was in San Diego, walking out in Hall H, so just a 
uh, just, can you just can imagine, you know, the stuff you've always wanted, and then you get the phone call. He was saying that it was the unknown or block caller from Burbank, so he knew uh, from watching other people's interviews that this was Kevin Feige giving him the call that he was going to be Shang-Chi. He blocks his number. It wasn't, what the his, hell? Uh, it wasn't <laughs> his manager saying, oh, you didn't get the role. So he, just because he was a big Marvel nerd, he kind of studying to see people's others, like uh, how they got the role uh, uh, story. So it was, I'm really cool. Just, this is a really cool to see some, a Canadian, young Canadian, get a role uh, for a character I'm not really familiar with, but he, nah. uh, you know, seems to be, uh, you know, above, you know, over the moon about this. And I'm just really curious to see something brand new in the Marvel universe. This isn't something new. And what they've done with, you know, Rocket Raccoon and all these other small, like, you know, uh, smaller characters that you would never imagine having a movie. I think they're going to do a great job with it. Yeah, I, I, I'm. It's refreshingly Avengers free this Phase Four. I mean, other than yeah. the Hawkeye movie, and there's I guess there's a Wanda, WandaVision, and Wanda's in the Doctor Strange as well. Yeah, uh, apparently the uh, Scarlet Witch is in the Doctor yeah. Strange movie. So there's a little bit of that, but as far as the main, like you know, Thor and, and well, there's Thor, but there's Iron Man, Captain America. And, and Hulk, those guys don't seem to be around. Let's not forget X-Men, who are basically, they are the, uh, they're mutant Avengers is what uh, they are. Were they, were they, they weren't in there, were they? Yeah, yeah. aren't they, are they not going to make an X-Men movie? I thought that wasn't part he of the announcement. He teased, he teased like, it. I have okay. like, don't have time right now to talk about the mutants. And so D23, he might do uh, maybe an announcement about Deadpool. Mm. Uh, other yeah, Deadpool was not included. And also Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was not in there. Yeah, that was a little surprise. That was weird, because that, that is definitely happening. Yeah. So a, a year ago, we were talking about how... Um, they fired James Gunn. James that Gunn. just happened. Yeah, that's right. And now he's back, <laughs> he's back on the movie. And, that's great. Yeah, uh, for sure. With the end Endgame with Thor joining the Guardians, you always assume the Guardians 3 would come out uh, before Thor 4 would come out. So it was a well, little surprise about Thor's coming out in 2021 and... Uh, Guardians might be 2022. Yeah, that might have to do with the director schedules and stuff. Oh yeah, that's probably what it what it. I mean, Taika Waititi is going to be a pretty hot yeah. commodity in Hollywood right now. So yeah. James Gunn is working on the Suicide Squad. Sequel. That's right. He is right. Yeah. filming this fall. Right. Oh boy. Oh, oh, and I also wanted to say I like the idea of Marvel scouring failed Canadian sitcoms for their next <laughs> heroes or like Little Mosque on the Prairie. Brent, Brent Bucks going to have his own Marvel movie. That's right, Corner Cast. They're going through. Well, I guess that's not a failed sitcom. That's a pretty successful Defunct one, sitcom. Let's yeah. say defunct sitcom. Mosquito Lake. There's got to be there's got to be a hero somewhere in Mosquito Lake. Arctic Air. Oh, wait, Arctic no, Air. He, he, he was in Suicide Squad. Never mind. I love the idea of Arctic Air, <laughs> the movie. They have uh, to, the, the bigger budget allows them to trap bigger things on rocks, bigger rocks. that need to be airlifted out. Um, let's move on to uh, what, to me, was probably the most underwhelming moment of San Diego, and it came on Friday when the, uh, the Top Gun Maverick trailer dropped. Oh. And I got to say, man, I'm not, I don't care. And that did not do what they were hoping it would do for someone like me, and and maybe you, I don't I can't remember how old you, Chris, but you're a little bit younger. For, to s see that movie when it came out, um, I didn't see the theater, but I saw it very shortly after it came out on video. But that is like, I just don't want to see it. I have no desire. What about you? Uh, I sold me. It sold me. I'll yeah? go probably maybe check it out. Okay. It uh, it was obviously a huge movie uh, when it came out in '86. I mean, Tom Cruise still looks the same. That's the one thing yeah. like he's got going for him is that he looks the same as he did in 1988. But that's like, you know, 
I don't know what kind of magic, Scientology magic he's using there to do that. See, I saw I saw the original Top Gun at the Kenora movie theater <laughs> with my girlfriend. I got I was basically a hostage every weekend that summer and I had to go to her and her parents' lake. And the only escape was go to would see whatever was at the Kenora theater. So we went to see that and I remember thinking, I think I'd just rather be back at the lake with the parents. <laughs> after I saw like I like it's, it was like it's about, it was like a Miami Vice in the air kind of thing like at the time like even at the time it was considered lightweight entertainment like it was like, it was a blockbuster like, it did well it, oh no it, it it was a major blockbuster but critically speaking I think most people didn't go wow this changed the face of movie making right. I think if anything the critics said like movie's kind of dumb but boy it sure found an audience and I think that's to me that's what the trailer kind of looks like a little like although if they go more mission impossible with it and make it about crazy insane stunts and oh, all of that well, stuff well it looks then like it, i mean right. from, from the footage it, could, it that looks could like save it that they shot probably it looks like a lot of those scenes like in the cockpit were actually shot in a plane mm-hmm. like it, that's what it looks like to me i don't know if they actually did that and tom cruise is known for doing his own stunts so it seems to me they could have rigged up like a special you know plane with a cockpit that actually does the stuff so they have a camera on Tom Cruise making it look like he's flying it and meanwhile there's another pilot in front of him that we can't see flying the plane so there's probably some legit stunts in there where he is actually doing loops and stuff in his fighter jet but it just did not have the effect like I know what they're trying to do like you know inspire nostalgia make us think of the original um, and all that stuff and I'm just like why is Maverick still doing this 30 years later why is he not he Ed Harris is right. He should be an admiral by now. Why is he not an admiral? And I don't think I'm going to like the answer to that question. Uh, Mike Ryan from Uproxx, he had a good take on it, that the trailer is kind of a comment on Tom Cruise's career, <laughs> how he should be a two-time Oscar winner by now, and that he's still, you know, he's doing all his stunts that could get him killed, and he, he's still doing all these blockbuster films for the last 20 years, and he hasn't kind of, like, moved up the ranks as where he was, you know, in the 80s and 90s, where he was being... Uh, nominated for Oscars, and he was kind of like in those drama films, and then he kind of made that switch, uh, focusing on the Mission, to Mission Impossible is what did it, really. Yeah, he did the Mission yeah. Impossible, I and mean, then he would always try these other films that never really were as successful, but he would always go back to his action uh, genre, and so that, it was kind of uh, interesting how he kind of made that comparison, how it's a kind of a comment on his, his career that, for, you know, this is where you were 34 years ago, and you haven't really changed since then. You're still doing these action movies. That's fair um, comment. Well, it's, and it's also clear that Ed Harris is uh, the lead exposition person in that trailer and maybe the <laughs> film where he's like the classic, I'm a five-star general. You are a captain. He's playing the same character he blah, played blah, in blah, uh, blah, The blah. Rock. <laughs> that's right. Like, basically, yeah. it's my job to tell everybody what's going on here. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing in this trailer. Like, you might as well have just said that, which is funny. But um, the beginning we have to talk about of that trailer because everybody was comparing it to the Star Wars trailer oh. with the the plane <laughs> flying through. Steel Saunders yeah. cut together yes. scenes from that. Oh, there are foods here. Steel Saunders cut together scenes from that, which was hilarious. Um, and so with with Ray and the and the speeder, the X Men coming or the Tie Fighter coming at her. So our food has arrived. We're gonna take a quick break and eat, and then we'll come back. There we go. It's a compliment in some cities, some countries. As uh, Shrek says, I was watching Shrek with my kids last night. On some planets. Comedians in cars getting coffee. I uh, skipped Eddie Murphy. It's 40 minutes. It's good. Who's going to watch 40 minutes? I did. Oh, God. I got to. Okay, fine. I'll watch it. But I was like, I don't have time for this. And... um, Thank thank you. you. And uh, then the other one, the Ricky Gervais one was a two-parter. Come on. 
Chris has got to Chris has got to get a, a get out of here. So we're gonna. Sorry to eat one fry. We'll uh, we'll keep we'll talk. <laughs> anyway, I'll I'll watch it then. If it's good, I'll watch it. But I was like, I at the time, I'm like, we don't need we don't need 40 minutes of Eddie Murphy here. Like I don't know why it's 40 minutes long. It's good. Okay. Anyway. Okay, we're we are back. And we're back. What were we? We left off with Tom Cruise and Top Gun. What is next on the agenda for our San Diego conversation? Next would be CBS, CBS All Access's Picard series. Ooh, yes. Or as I like to call it, the next generation, the next generation. <laughs> uh, with with uh, quote-unquote fat data, as some, someone else said. Uh, with puffy, puffy data. Brent Spider's got a bit of a puffiness to his face that he didn't have in the, in the uh, late well, 80s. Let me just put this out there and say I have not seen the trailer. Oh, well, spoiler alert, Dean, isn't it? That's... I'm not worried about being spoiler, Spo- spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. I like that. Being spoiled for uh, Picard, I'm not worried. Um, Go ahead, spoil away. Well, what no. Happens? What I would say is that it was very like all the Star Trek fans got crazy about crazy about it because not just you know um, Captain Picard, but Seven of Nine, uh, Data, and there's rumors that Riker is in it as well, although he was yeah, not in the trailer. That. The Riker is in it. Okay. Oh, of course. So, and, the, and you're gonna see all the cast members come back at some point, I'm sure through the series but it, I mean it looks good William Shatner is he in it uh, I don't know about that <laughs> I think Kirk's dead for, for, for real now <laughs> in real life they always bring him back somehow um, but yeah I, I mean it, I'll, I mean, I'll watch it it looks good yeah I think it's uh, it's got a good budget with it and uh, it's something different he's not going to be with uh, the Federation he's going to be on his own mission yeah. going off so it'll be something different than what we've seen before and it might be you know uh, a more mature, more uh, you know, uh, present day kind of type show. It's still not going to go back to that uh, late '80s, early '90s. You know, what can you get away with on a TV show? Right. I think they're going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a show for a modern day. Yep. And uh, it'll just be like watching, uh, you know, uh, Next Generation uh, at seven o'clock on MTN. I was. I did too. I, I did too. Every night, every Monday up. or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be great to see him again on TV. I watched very character. little of that. Oh, I watched. I was, very, that's I was why so I'm like. So it's such I a mean, hey, everybody here. loves Picard. They love Patrick Stewart, and I do too. But I, that, that's probably not going to carry me into this. I, I, I'm like I always thought the original Star Trek was a start was my Star Trek, and then when they phased it out, I was like, eh, it's for it's for the next generation. That's right. I told myself because the TV told me that. So uh, yeah, so it's good. I'm but Data actually looks like he's increased his girth. You're telling us. Well, the actor Brent Spiner has, so they can't really get around. That, I don't think well, they might make an excuse that it's maybe it's an older model or prototype. That's why <laughs> it's know. so bigger. Don't, don't you have to put him on the Luke Skywalker <laughs> exercise plan? They Isn't should've. that what happens? They should. I don't think Star Trek has the budget for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, it only a, Lucasfilm can afford. I don't the personal know. Trainer. I don't know. But or maybe Brent Spiner didn't want to do it. Like it, it depends on the actor, right? Hmm. It, it, it's anyway. It looks good. It looks fine. Uh, I've, I've, I still haven't finished the second season of Discovery, but I, I enjoyed what I've seen so far, except for the season one finale. And mm. um, it's, you know, more Star Trek is not a bad thing. Uh, what else do we have on the list? There was uh, HBO's uh, list of shows. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to look up something. His Dark Materials, oh, yeah, was Watchmen, well, this is, but, and okay. uh, what was the third one? Yeah. This is not stuff that we didn't know about. Like, we've seen trailers for the Watchmen. Oh, and they're different. Three. Westworld three. Yeah. We've seen this stuff. Was it was there new stuff there? There was a new Watchmen trailer. We hadn't seen anything really from that yet. And then and it looks good. Yeah, it looks everything really good. Everything on HBO looks good to me. Yeah, that's, you know? that's fair. It's a very good. They always network. have to make sure their shows look slick and that you want to tune into that and keep yeah. your HBO subscription. This is coming down the pike, so like, don't unsubscribe. 
keep I, your subscription I, going. They never have a problem with me on that front because everything, even everything I take a chance on on HBO, I like with the with one recent exception, and that is I checked out of Euphoria. Uh, okay. I just uh, you're not the target audience for that. I don't think you are. No. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I like I like everything I see on HBO, and uh, and uh, the the subject matter I, f- I think is interesting mm-hmm. on Euphoria, but it's I, I found it painfully slow. Mm-hmm. What I saw, I, I I don't know. I don't know how other people feel about it, but it's not my favorite HBO. I didn't show. I didn't even watch it because it didn't look like something I would like, so I didn't bother. See, I I, I take it on face value that they're going to give us something interesting, and well, it is it is interesting, fair. but it's just uh, you know there's limited time in the day, <laughs> so even for us, even for us uh, teachers, yeah. Watchmen uh, looked like the most interesting of all the shows that premiered or had their trailer uh, over the week. It just it. Looks just there's so much going on and so it's so oh, bizarre yeah. looking that all right I'm hooked I want to see what happens stylistically yep. it's great it yeah. looks it looks really his dark materials it's like it's another fantasy show and they might might be a good uh, uh, job doing it but it just didn't really hook me up I don't know if I'm just fatigued from after Game of Thrones I just like eh I'll just what's Lin Manuel Miranda in it, it though, does right? that, it might get me to watch that but Watchmen just had this. Yeah. All this bizarre stuff. That Don, like, and right, John I'm, Johnson on top yes. of it. Don Johnson, <laughs> sign me Crockett? up. Rocket? What? Yeah. Um, the other one here that actually I'm looking at your list here, Chris. The uh, the one that really got me excited was actually the Jane Silent Bob reboot trailer, which I'm I'm pretty excited to see. That I'm actually go see that in the theater. Uh, I'm pretty happy about that. I thought it looked absolutely shitty. Really? I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this? It looks. Did they shoot it in Canada? Like, what, Probably. To me, it looked, like, it looked like an episode of Degrassi from 1982. Well, that's his inspiration most days. Like. Um, but it, the fact that he was able to get Ben, ben Stiller, Ben Affleck back to, to be in it. Um, there's a bunch of like throwback jokes to the original Jane and Silent Bob, which I still love. I think that's a great one of his best movies. I love that Jane and Silent Bob movie from the uh, late early 2000s. It's not without its charms, but it's not by no means a beautifully cohesive movie. And this one isn't going to be either, but it's certainly no, going to be a lot not. better. It's going to be a lot better than Tusk. I'll tell you that much. So, <laughs> Tusk was shot in Manitoba, and I watched. No, it, no. it wasn't shot in Manitoba. It takes oh, it was place, about Manitoba. It takes place in Manitoba. Yeah, sorry. They, Good for, enough. Yeah, for whatever reason, they couldn't, you know, scrape some money together and fly out to Manitoba. To Even though we have a great right. tax credit. It takes place in Manitoba, and I also like to point out on the wall in a key scene is a hockey jersey with the name Kenton on the back <laughs> for no apparent reason. I don't know what that's do what what that's doing there. So I I will I think I prefer Tusk to this new. <laughs> I really Jay like and Silent the, yeah, the Silent Job, Jay and Silent Bob film from like 2001. Yeah, this trailer, I I was like, Ugh, they're doing the same jokes again. Yeah, that's right. And I just didn't. I could be to I me. could be very disappointed. The men by don't this. look good anymore. Well, uh, Kevin they're, Smith looks pretty good. He's Kevin not. Smith, he's no longer um, fat. He's but not that's like, right. So that's wrong for that character. <laughs> and the other guy, it's really looks like what happened. I don't the know. 15 how, stages of plastic surgery. Something's different. No, no. Something happened to his teeth. His face looks strangely it's got a strange sheen over it and same with his teeth i, I don't think know he what had happened them all to capped and now he looks yes that's right he yeah something he, he had some serious yeah. dental because i think part of actually part of the issue was he had a very serious drug addiction for right. years and i think that took its toll on his teeth <laughs> as they, as it happens sometimes so i think that he did have all his teeth capped he looks very different now than he used yeah. to change the shape of his face yeah that's but, why he looks different yeah but uh, but it also looks like Kevin Smith has made a career out of amateurism. 
and that's okay. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. It's good. And in, in this era of the $900 million movie, it's good to have like, like sort of these homespun ones. But this one definitely, to me, had the been there, done that quality. Okay. And, 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 and especially seeing them grow older. And it's like, I, uh, I, I, I hope there's jokes about that, you know? I think that's what it's going to be. It's a yeah. bunch of jokes because of all these reboots or sequels to oh, movies right. from the 80s. Uh, I think, right. it's, again, it's going to be t t always referencing, you know, the, the you know, nearly 20-year gap between the uh, Jay and Silent Bob movies. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's going to be, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go see it. I'll let you guys know. Um, <laughs> Uh, and finally, is Mark Hamill in it? That's I what think they he question. is. I think he is actually. Yes. Good. So there you go. And apparently, oh, apparently there's three Batman's in the movie. Oh yeah. So um, he... Val Kilmer's in it. Yeah. And oh. uh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. And there was who's the third one? Michael so Keaton. It might be Michael Keaton. Oh, okay. They haven't said anything. He wants to keep it as a surprise. I don't think it would be Christian Bale. No. no it would be, be Christian Michael Bale. Keaton. I don't think it would be George Clooney. And Adam no. West, How long has Adam West been passed away for? No, he's gone. Years. <laughs> no, no, no. But they, they had a they had a tie-in with Adam West because they did a six they did a. A comic book series of Batman 67 or whatever comic book series based on the original series and Adam West was a part of that um, so he did know Adam West uh, so that would be someone but I mean it'd be too late to film that I can see you know Michael Keaton showing up for like a couple hours on set right. to like be, be Michael Keaton and freak people out yeah right. that's true exactly okay. which would be easy for him to do is yeah. like, I'm guessing um, the last oh, trailer by the, by the way we also have to mention Kevin Smith has see, uh, was on set for the last shot of uh, of um, the rise of Skywalker. Did you guys hear about no, this? No, I did not. Yes, he was on, and he and all he said was, "The last shot will melt your mind," <laughs> and uh, he says it every time. He does, and it's yeah, lost yeah. all meaning to me because he's he, the boy who cried wolf. He loves everything. He never yeah. has a bad thing to say about anything, which is funny because. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a, in a position to do so. I don't know if he thinks he's going to get back into like mainstream Hollywood. He's kind of lived on the fringes of it for for years now. So, he, of anybody, he could be honest. Yeah. Uh, but he's not. He says everything is awesome, and I don't. Well, I don't... Once in a while, a movie comes out that he hates, but it's always something that just like what it doesn't matter. I mean, the only movies he criticizes are the ones that he makes. Like, that's he right. Makes that's so true. Jokes about his own. Yes, movies. he does. That's right. Very true. I've seen him. Well, or movies that have are there have uh, gone past their past due date, and and uh, it's it's a, it's safe to do so. It's safe to critique mm -hmm. them because nobody. They're not really in the zeitgeist. They're okay. kind of gone yeah, yeah. already. So but it always seems to me like he's still, right. he's still trying to not piss anybody off. It's like right? me now saying well, he, I hate the movie Us, which by the way I do. It's, it, uh, I didn't okay. see it. Oh, it's terrible. Um, oh, it's such a good movie. The only person oh, that uh, Kevin Smith doesn't care about pissing off is Bruce Willis. Clearly, <laughs> yes, that's right? the only one he's. Yeah, he's like he'll say horrible right. things about Bruce Willis. Um, the final trailer here on your list that we haven't talked about yet is the Us. Or sorry, Us. Ah, <laughs> it, it. Um, chapter Wait a second, did we miss one? On your list? Uh, I thought there was one more I thing. I think it was The Witcher, but... Oh, The Witcher! I don't, I don't know what that is. Well, let's talk about The Witcher right, quick, okay. and I then we'll excited. move on. Yeah, yeah, because I wanted to talk about it. Last summer, I spent the whole summer uh, getting my Witcher video game to 100%. <laughs> and only then did I discover that the game never never ends, really. And also that it was based on actual literature, <laughs> which was, was shocked me. Did they tell you that at the end of the game? Well, no, I just didn't know as I was playing the game. And then I was in the bookstore and I was like, this is what the video game was based on. I was like, not vice versa. I couldn't believe it. And so it's a, a series of novels. Like a series. Is that right? It's a trilogy. 
Okay, and uh, and it's a it, it really is an ass kicking video game. It really is. It's, okay. a, it's unbelievable. And then of course they're not basing anything on the video game. It's all about the novel. So yes, they have this huge fan base who love the video games. I don't know if they're gonna win people over by just staying you know loyal to the books. But it looks like Game of Thrones. Like it's it's big. It's expensive. It just looks like Game of Thrones about the good writing. You know, like, like the right. good twists and the acting. Like you know. Well, the main actor is Henry Cavill. Oh God. And they, Everyone's favorite Superman. Uh, you know, is was this the reason they had to like blur out his mustache? Was it The Witcher? No, it was. No, uh, it was Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's true. When he loads his arms. Remember the one where he loads his yeah. arms? I like that. I like that Mission Impossible. That was, was actually like, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. very good. That, that movie was better than Justice League by far. <laughs> this was. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so I yeah, you're right. Will the act? Well, will the acting live up to what we need? I don't think it will. But they're. Yeah. There's probably a, a big enough uh, fan base out there from the video game series to support it on Netflix. But I don't think it'll get that mainstream uh, uh, audience that Game of Thrones had. Right. Where, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's Game of Thrones Oreos and there's, <laughs> which I got from the but States. I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing those, pr the, those promos on HBO for Game of Thrones mm. with uh, George R.R. R. Martin. And I remember looking at this going, who the F is going to watch this <laughs> bullshit about hobbits? running around in the ice or whatever fire and ice and big wolves i remember seeing the preview for it and going this is shit <laughs> i really did i really thought it looked mm -hmm. like ridiculous fantasy and i was like well i guess if hbo has a sh if hbo is doing it they have a shot at making this good and so that's kind of that's sort of how i feel about the witcher like hey they got a shot at it it could be good it could be good but yeah you're right that uh, uh you know uh, to more, I will say for me, it made me more interested in it to see the trailer um, than I was before. Not you, not so much. Yeah, I might just never watch it on Netflix. It'll show up and I'm like, nah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no opinion either way because I've not read the books or or, read the, or played the video games, so I don't know. How um, do you feel about Henry Cavill in a white long hair, white <laughs> wig oh, with white long hair? That's what it is. I did see that. Okay, that looks ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry, that looks ridiculous. Well, that's the worst part of it. That it's like he's channeling Christopher. What's his name? Christopher so and so Christopher from Lambert. Lambert from Mortal Kombat. That's what I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, like that's no. he's, when he played Raiden. Yeah. Talk about whitewashing. Holy shit. Um, whitewashing. No. <laughs> but that's like no. I don't know. I saw that trailer. and I'm like, oh come on, give me a break. But it was uh, very popular. Top Gun and The Witcher were the top two trailers. Really? Of course, the oh. Comic Con. It was the worst. The trailer, the Top Gun trailer, was ridiculous. It was not. Did I not we were, get me I started. actually thought we were going to get a Star Wars, uh, a new Star no, Wars. No, I'm not trailer. surprised by that because because yeah, was a bunch of toys. D23 yeah. is only a few weeks away, and they're going to save the things for D23. We're going to get a second. We're going to get our first full trailer for uh, the last Sky, Rise of the Skywalker, um, and um, we're going to get uh, a bunch of Star Wars stuff then because we'll only be a few months away from the release of the film. So, yeah, you'll see it coming you, up. You know who they're what. What kind of fan there's nothing for? Firefly. Have you noticed that? <laughs> well, it's a it's dark times for Firefly fans. It's done. There's nothing happening in Firefly. When do you world. think the inevitable reboot comes? I don't, think, I, I don't think, think they're going to do a reboot. Disney owns it now. Oh, do they? Do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they own Fox. Oh, my God, they own so everything. So at some point, they'll reboot it <sighs> don't think as that's a Disney fly. Plus TV service. People are not going to want to see that recast. They're not going to want to see. They're going to want to see Nathan Fillion in it. They're going to want to see all the original actors, and that's not going to happen because you can't get those people together again, I don't think. I mean, Nathan Fillion, me, well, maybe could. It's possible, know. but... Uh, They're all kind of doing their own thing. Most of yeah. them are pretty successful in their own little worlds. But, like, everything comes back. Like, they're making the sequel to the original RoboCop. So everything that you thought was dead and done... They, Is that starting the same... Peter, Peter Weller I and all the same people? They, I think they're trying to get Peter Weller back. 
but it's going to take place in the same timeline. Like you know, are they going to make him old? The oh. Okay, I don't know if this is Comic-Con related or not, but the next trailer for um, the new Terminator movie, yeah. was that at Comic-Con? They did like a behind-the-scenes yeah. at Comic-Con. That's right, that's right. Yeah. That actually kind of got me excited about the it's movie. It's going to be good, yeah. It looks I think good it's going to be good, yeah. I was like, that that was, that was one of the things I saw that I'm like, oh, okay, this one, you know, too bad, you it know? Might, it might be good or it just might be the same stuff we've seen over well, and over again. Yeah, it could be, yeah, but who knows? It they... seems to have a little spark behind it, more so Linda than... Linda Hamilton Puppy certainly before. helps. Having Linda Ham oh. Hamilton back certainly helps having her. Will she be doing those, uh, the workout from Terminator 2, hanging from the thing? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> the jail cell, <laughs> That's, right. out. That's all you need. We yeah. need one shot of that, and we so, know we're good. I think that was about all I could remember out of San Diego. Oh, that. but you know what? They're also rebooting The Last Starfighter. But that oh. didn't come out of Comic-Con, but I guess they're making a new Last Starfighter. So that one is a good idea. I, I, I yeah. can get behind that because um, the movie is good. I really enjoy that film, but it's, yeah. it's horribly dated. And the, side, the special effects do not look good. It looks like a really bad video game from the 80s, which it is. Um, but the, the concept and the act, I mean, you, you could even get, there wasn't even any big names in that film. So you could definitely get new actors in there, no problem. Um, the only guy that's, that's recognizable is the main character. The other guy looks like an armadillo. <laughs> with a right, right. Anybody can play that. Yeah, guy. anybody can yeah. play an armadillo. So anyway, but it's a good premise. It's oh, a, it's good a premise, great, great so. premise. It was stolen in the uh, Ernest Klein's Armada, which is the exact same premise that and Ender's Game. He kind of ripped off both those uh, concepts. I, I actually thought of one that needs to be rebooted, uh, just because I was flipping channels a few weeks ago, and Starman was on. Jeff John Bridges, Carpenter's Starman. Jeff Bridges, yeah. he can come back now. He could come back. He could come back. We've got uh, uh, Karen Allen. In that movie is the yep. love interest. We could still do that. We could still have the Starman. Come she back. has. She has his child, right? Doesn't she have his child? We don't. Well, yeah. As like it ends, as the film ends. Yeah. Right? So then, that so we don't know. Son of Starman. Son of Starman. Son of Star <laughs> there we go, Hollywood. <laughs> next Son year we'll see the trailer Son of next year. Son Starman. But they um. But to me, that one, it, you could actually do something with that. And my pitch to that studio would be. Do it before E.T. does it. Do it quick. <laughs> because, yeah, you know, I'll be right here. Bye, Elliot. It's like, no, no, no. They're going to do it again quick. quick I don't think they're, gonna ever, they're never going to do redo E.T. I don't think no? they're, they're not going to redo any Spielberg movies. Oh, ever. come on. I don't know. I think I think it's too rich yeah. to, to just leave on the table. You get the right I think, I think in there. Spielberg films like, have a timeless quality that they will never who go. Who played with. Elliot? Who's that kid? Henry, uh, Henry, Henry, um, Henry Thomas. Henry, Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. Because that guy's still around, and he's a good well, actor. Drew Barrymore's still around, and I, yeah. and I don't know. Who else is in there? Um, e. Dee Wallace was the mom? Yeah, Dee Wallace was Peter the mom. Peter Coyote? Still around. Is he still around? Yeah. Who? Uh, Peter Coyote? Oh, he, he might. Yeah, maybe. I, he was mostly just hands and keys and flashlights yeah. in that movie, so he'd be easy to... <laughs> but I think we've already got that. It's called Stranger Things, right? That's what the E.T. No, is. Stranger Things taps into the nostalgia, but I can't... A lot of the choices they make in that movie, people actually weren't doing a lot of in the 80s. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, even, like, going as Ghostbusters, that started happening in the 2000s, <laughs> as far as I know. In the actual 80s, I don't think I saw kids dress up as the Ghostbusters. Well, people didn't think to have costumes related to media properties... No, because well, they didn't want to no, get beat up. I mean, <laughs> that's no, why. But, no, but think about this. <laughs> think about the scene in E.T. when they're going trick-or-treating and there's a kid dressed up like Yoda. Remember that? And E.T.'s like, phone mm -hmm. home, phone home. Mm -hmm. So that was a real thing. There were Star Wars masks out there. Yeah, I was right? a stormtrooper with a cape one There you year. go. For there no you, reason. There you go. Yeah, See, that, it does yes. happen. What is it that? Came, it was, was that action figure coming out. You were Captain it Phasma was, before Captain Phasma existed. It was a package deal. They didn't have the technology. All they could have met was the front of your head, stormtrooper mask. Nothing on the back. What color was the cape? And the cape was white, white, and so all you could, the whole best you could hope for, plastic, is to 
put it tight around you, and if somebody squinted, you looked a little <laughs> like a stormtrooper. <laughs> so that's what they should have done. In Stranger Things, I like more of that. Okay. I'm more like the actual 80s as opposed to the glamorized 80s. I definitely got that feeling about Stranger Things. The first, certainly yeah. the first episode to me was like, okay, here we go. It felt, it felt a lot like uh, The Wedding Singer, and like, we're cramming down your throat that this is the 80s. Yeah, like, that's next, right. Every, every scene is a new 80s hit and right. you know, that kind of stuff. And But then it, I got better as it went along. I felt that the new season was pretty good overall. And we by the way, this nobody back in the day sang Neverending Story, let alone as <laughs> a duet. As a duet. It never happened. Well, they, they bonded over but, at a camp. <laughs> By that time, it was like the guy from Catchagoogoo <laughs> recorded a song by himself, and his name's Lamal, and that was enough for most people to go like, "Nah, I'm checking, I'm checking out of this thing." I worked, and by the way, I worked at the town cinema when Never Ending Story played there for a Never Ending run uh. of something like five years or whatever it was in Cinema Three. And by the way, for folks who don't know, Cinema Three was the size of a closet. Everybody it still was is. a broom closet. And that's where Never Ending Story played for many years, confined to that closet. So to pretend it was a box office smash, however many years later, is a little bit of uh, I think we're rewriting a little bit of 80s history with Stranger Things. Possibly. Yeah. Do, we, do we want to make recommendations this oh, week? Oh, no. We got, we, do we have one more? I don't think so. That was it. Oh, we got it? Yep. Hooray. Yeah, let's do recommendations, starting with Chris. I just want to recommend uh, the TV series Brockmire that's on Crave or IFC in the States. It's, uh, That's Hank. with uh, Hank Azaria. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's probably his, like, his best role that he's ever really? done. More, I'm a huge wow. Simpsons fan, but he's, I don't think, been funnier than he's been in uh, Brockmire. Okay. three seasons available. Fourth season's coming I'm out. I'm loving Crave TV. I'm, I'm watching tons of really? stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. He's That's a, where I get my HBO from now. Pretty good. Yep. He's a washed-up uh, baseball announcer who was one of the first viral vi- you know, videos in the 2000s. Oh. And he has, he, like, he has a couple of meltdowns. He has to leave the country. He goes off into, to Asia and just has a you know a 15 year bender and then comes back and is kind of lured back into the announcing booth for like a minor league baseball team in Pennsylvania and it just it's a filthy show it's very funny and uh, I can't get you know recommended enough awesome I'm going to recommend uh, this is something that I don't recommend you see in the theater but certainly when it comes along uh, to rent it or well rent it uh, is Godzilla King of the Monsters on saw the theaters uh, the cheap seats uh, last weekend and I enjoyed it it's it's fun it's fine I, I like the first one I like the 2014 first one the, the, you know the reboot um, it's interesting to me about Godzilla films that even when they're low budget and cheesy they're still pretty good you don't actually need a huge budget to make a good Godzilla movie but they throw all this money into it, and you're like, I think they could have gotten away with this for less money. <laughs> like, they didn't need to spend this much money on special effects and stuff. They still could have made this a better movie. Um, so it's not a great movie, but it's a fun watch, and uh, and yeah, it's it's not bad at all. Yeah, it seems like light summer entertainment. It's, it's got a lot of like the traditional monsters from the Godzilla series in there, like Rodan and uh, and King Ghidorah and, and that kind of stuff. The the mythology is a bit suspect. Um, <laughs> well, the, I mean, the stuff they never really got into in the original films, but. They tried. They're trying to make it make sense for an American audience or a mainstream audience, rather not the not the big Godzilla nerds who are all going to go see it. But I certainly say I really enjoyed this kind of series of Godzilla films better than the like the 1998 Matthew Broderick one that came out. So yeah, it was fun. And um, there's also there's also they're they're leading into the Kong tie-in, which I believe is the next film. Kong, and I, I still don't know how Kong Kong is one of the 
they call them the uh, the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Titans are these monsters. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. They're they're sleeping all over the earth, and they wake <laughs> they're up sleeping. They wake. They are. They're sleeping, and they wake up because they say, of who dare disturbs my well, slumber. When they wake like, up. Things like nuclear bombs, like uh, testing nuclear weapons, or uh, in the case of the first uh, the the Brian Cranston film, um, a nuclear meltdown or whatever happens to wake right. up the monster. That kind of stuff. And then Godzilla wakes up to defend the earth. That's the idea behind it. He is king of the monsters. Um, so that's the idea. But apparently Kong is one of these titans. But Kong is way smaller than any of these other ones. I don't know how they're going to make that a thing. They'll make them bigger. No, they better not. But it's funny because when they, when <laughs> they, they actually did... <laughs> well, when they did King Kong versus Godzilla in the 60s or 70s or whenever that came out, there were, it was just both two guys in a rubber suit. So they were the same size. <laughs> It'd be funny if that was like how they rebooted it. That'd be good. See, I think I would, I would quite enjoy that. Yeah. Actually, it'd be a lot of fun. But anyway, yeah, when it comes out on on demand, it's worth a rent. Or even you might even wait, wait till Netflix. It'll be on Netflix sooner sooner or later. Yeah. So that's a good one to watch when you have a a, a free evening. Awesome. Okay, I, I got two quick ones because I, the first one has to be Rutger Hauer died. Oh, of course. So we got to say Blade Runner. Blade Runner and The Hitcher. Which is the other oh, with yeah. C. Thomas Howell. Yeah, yeah. That is, that still is a creepy-ass movie that I don't think they would make today. Mm. I don't think, they did a reboot of it, mm-hmm. which is terrible. But uh, that original one, <laughs> Rutger Hauer is as creepy as you want him to be in that thing. That's right. He was also, I think it's a Canadian-made movie called Hobo with a Shotgun. Yes, that's right. Yes. And I watched it, and I remember thinking, well, that was delightfully gory. But I, it's not the same thing as those other two performances, which are pretty much spot on. Um, and I'm also going to give a shout out to a surprise. Uh, for me, it was a surprise because I'm sick of superhero films. I need a rest. But I watched Shazam. <laughs> and I really liked it. Okay. It embraced the fun. It made me laugh. It was silly. It's got one clap your hands and cheer moment in the in the film. It's uh, I just uh, really got a kick out of the whole thing. So, And I think a big part of that was the acting is pretty darn good. Yeah, Zach, uh, yeah. what's his name? Um, Shazam. Zach Shazam. Uh, <laughs> Zach Shazam. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I, to- I don't know if I told this on the podcast or not, but we had to walk out of that in the theater because my son was too scared. Right. Oh. The, those those seven deadly sins or whatever those scared monsters him. are, they scare the crap. And they do. it is fairly violent if you think about it. Like They take yeah. a guy and they throw him out of a skyscraper window and like he dies. And they take another guy and they're like slamming him over. The- like, it was, there was no blood. But it was violence without blood, and that freaked him out. So yeah. that we just walked out and went into. Did you the, ever see the end? No. So I never. I still haven't finished watching it. It was during that boardroom scene that we walked out, where they're I, killing everybody. I will suggest to you. <laughs> there. Oh, the boardroom scene. Yeah, yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I will suggest to you that not long after that, something happens that I think your uh, son would really enjoy. Uh, we'll see. I don't know if he'll ever come back to it. We ended, we ended up leaving and going to watch Missing Link, which was very good. Missing uh, Link. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> But I don't even a, know what Missing Link is. It's, like, is a, it's like a stop motion animation. It's like Leica Studios, those people who do all those oh, awesome I th- stuff. I thought like, it was a sequel to Sausage Party. <laughs> 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 all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for joining us here today at Brazen yeah, Home. We'll thanks always for joining us. We'll, we'll come back here again next year and talk about San Diego. And for taking our abuse when you're not here. For, <laughs> and we'll, we'll start making up other stories about you starting right. next week. That's yeah. right, exactly. All right, that's going to do it for this episode <laughs> of The Media Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass.